Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com you're the mom the maid the keeper of the cookies you do it all and you look good doing it it's parenthood on a mother level here's your host denise hanitka Hey everybody, this is Denise from On a Mother Level. So glad that you're here joining us for another episode how are we doing right now? These are some crazy times, right? I feel like I'm just taking it one day at a time. The days are so long, but suddenly they're over and they're suddenly so short. I don't know, one day at a time. I'm trying to learn how to podcast because right now I'm working from home, so things are a little different. And full disclosure, they are going to sound a little different because I'm having to do these on a phone call as opposed to in the studio with the nice mics and the nice and quietness. And um, so it will sound a little different, but I thought this podcast was really important because it features my friend Chelsea. Chelsea owns the Fit for Mom franchise in the Quad Cities, and you know, at its face, it's a workout class for moms, but really it's so much deeper than that because it's a place where women can make connections and bond over this crazy stage of life. And I wanted to introduce you to the Fit for Mom village because it got me through some really, really hard times. And um, it's a great place if you're looking to connect. There are local moms who are in the same place as you and um, a great way to socialize, make friends, and for your kids to make friends too. So forgive the audio. This is On a Mother Level, and here is Chelsea. Chelsea Schrader is on the podcast with me today. Chelsea, thanks so much for being on this call. You are welcome. Happy to be here. Um, well, there's really no place else to be at this point. Let's be honest. You're a hostage. <laughs> True. <laughs> what? have your days been like? How would you describe them? Um, well, so we have been at home, much like all of you. <laughs> um, we try to get outside a little bit every day. Um, I've got two kids. One is a second grader and one is a pre-K. Um, so this week, I've started trying to do some learning from, um, learning from me, doing some printable sheets, uh, last week, we were on technically supposed to be on spring break, um, so I just kind of let last week be a, a free pass, but trying to get back into a routine, um, a little bit of learning, reading, outside time, screen time, um, and then getting in my uh, workouts and trying to work from home. 
Well, so your job is that you, um, in addition to watching your two kids, you also are the owner of the Fit for Mom franchise in the Quad Cities. And one thing that blew me away, Chelsea, is that you were able to get things going online almost immediately. I feel like other businesses were trying to feel out the situation and figure out what was next. You automatically jumped online, and there wasn't a lag in in classes at all. Yeah, you know, it was um, kind of a difficult decision a decision to make. I made that call um, in my own mind on a, on last Friday, so a week. We've had online classes for a week, so I guess it's been about a week and a half now um, okay. since I sort of started playing with it. Um, we are a franchise. There had been some other um, franchises in the Chicago area that were toying with only going outside. Um, just to be able to keep that distance. Um, we're inside right now being it's winter time. Um, we kind of run classes outside when we can, and then the winter we move them inside. Mm-hmm. Um, so toying with the idea if we could move outside earlier than we normally do. Um, but then it just sort of felt like in my heart that the responsible thing to do, even before everything came out, was just to move it all virtually. Um okay. You know, I've done a lot of soul searching just for our own family, whether we should go on spring break or, or not. What's what's the responsible thing to do? And I, I just decided that um, being a previous healthcare worker as well, I think, came into play to that as um, okay as well. So just to try to move things virtually. Um, I had used a couple different platforms before in franchise calls and um, – knew that I had some kinks to iron out, but we just we just went for it. Um, my goal was to just to keep the community rolling and to try not to have any hiccups, um, at least that my members could see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there might have been a lot of hiccups on my end, um, but yeah, just, just to try to keep things as fluid as possible for them. Well, it's probably worth diving into a little bit more about what Fit for Mom is. So, I mean, in a way, it's self-explanatory, Fit for Mom. It's workout classes that involve kids, and um, but beyond that, it's really just a community of Quad City women who kind of just have this common goal of unity and being a village and then kind of getting our kids out and about and getting some activity for ourselves. Is that how you describe it? Yeah, we call it, um, our tagline is strength for motherhood. So whatever that needs to mean to you. Um, if that means just getting you out of your house that day and getting you into a routine, um, whether that means getting stronger physically um, or giving you the mental outlet that you have. Um, and then, yeah, giving your kids friendships as well. Um, a common misconception, misconception is that we um, are only classes with your kids. We also have a line of classes that you can do without your kids as well mm-hmm. um, that are run primarily in the evening when um, other caregivers can be home as well. Um, and that kind of has a different mentality than our, our Stroller Strides um, and Stroller Bar program does. So that is um, a little more intense working on nutrition and stuff as well for moms that want to have different goals than just making out at a house in the morning and, and um, having some community with other women. And then we go beyond that. How did you get started? Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, we go beyond that as well. And we have social events. Um, So we have a weekly play group every Friday. um, And then we do monthly mom's night out just to get together outside of the workout setting as well. And so how did you first get started with, 
fit for moms? Um, so boy, in my my pre-kid life, I um, ran a few marathons and trained with a local group here, and you know, made a set of friends. And fit for mom was already established when I had taken it over, um, mm-hmm. but. I had seen one of the the other runners was the owner. Her name was Sarah. And another Sarah and I became friends through the running group. And we had our first children around the same time in 2012. And so we signed up together and we started taking um, the Stroller Strides class. And I would really just come like once a week or so. Um, My daughter was a late sleeper, so it was a struggle to get to class. But every Friday (laughs) I was there. So that was kind of my commitment to myself uh, every Friday. And then um, as it evolved, uh, so this would have been 2014, I had asked um, the other owner, Sarah, if I could be an instructor um, for her and for the Fit for Mom community. And uh, she had mentioned that she was not going to uh, renew her Fit for Mom franchise contract. So she didn't want me to go get trained, um, obviously, and spend the money to do all the training when I would not have any place to teach. So that was kind of the end of that. And um, I had mentioned I have a healthcare background, so I'm a physical therapist. Um, and so I already have a, had a passion for sort of bringing people to their potential and helping them live their yeah. their best life, I guess you would say. Um, and so it just got me thinking I was working PRN as a physical therapist after I had my daughter, Stella, in 2012. Um, And then kind of just got me thinking that um, even though I only went once a week, I knew what an asset it was to the Quad Cities. And it was something that I really didn't want to go away. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people that know me and kind of know my story, and this time I also had um, a couple of miscarriages. Um, so I was really just looking to dig my feet into something and um, as almost a distraction as well and just make something yeah. mine, you know, like I hear people that go through something um, like that, they maybe start running or running a marathon just to try to commit to something um, that they can control when things uh, like this right now are spinning out of control. <laughs> um, yeah. So I asked her if I could buy it from her, and we sort of fast-tracked that all because this was about in early May, and so I went and got my fitness certifications that I needed and um, went through the franchise training and uh, had my, call it grand reopening, in July July of 2014. What were your goals for the franchise when you took it over? <laughs> I don't have any I did not have any goals. <laughs> I mean, I did not think that far ahead. I mean, yeah. honestly, it was all kind of just like monetary goals um, to begin with. It was just to make sure that I could make back my franchise money within a year. <laughs> that was uh, my husband's goal for me as well. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, it was it was really just um, to kind of find out what it was all about and and what it could be. And stroller. So when I started, um, it had just been rebranded to Fit for Mom. It used to be called Stroller Strides because that was the one program that was offered. I see. and 
so we started with that as stroller strides. Um, and then as luck would have it, I got, I got pregnant with my son, who's now five, Samuel, in that time shortly after I had um, started stroller strides um, or took it over. And then I went on bed rest in late December. So um, imagine that here I am a fitness instructor teaching three classes a week and I can't leave my house. (laughs) Wow. Um, How did you do that? Well, there was another instructor, shout out to other Sarah, from, that I inherited when I opened. This, this is a story of Sarah's right here. But <laughs> I, um, so I inherited her with the um, franchise, and so she was amazing and just taught all three classes. Or were you doing three? We might have been doing four classes. Um, but she just took it head on and was really my rock during that time um, until I could come back, which was mm, end of February of 2015. Okay. Okay. So you were kind of on the sidelines for about three months then. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. Like a normal par- postpartum period. And then I was, uh, yeah, laid up for about a month and a half before that. So. Wow. Okay. So, yeah, okay. that was really you know you buy a business and then you want to try to grow it and again life has other plans and you just kind of do what you need to do to get by yeah um and then um in the fall of 2015 we added our body back program um again sort of growing with me it's what i needed at that time i had had a baby in january and was sort of ready to get myself back um which the body back name is sometimes um, commonly misunderstood. It's not really all about getting your body back, but it's sort of getting your mind back and um, just giving back to yourself um, as growing humans and and nurturing humans. You give so much of yourself that it's important to carve out that time um, for you. Definitely. And our body back program, one of my favorite things is that it ends in a meditation. Um, so it just really just sends you out the door with a positive mind. Uh, so, so I yeah. came along, um, I joined Stroller Strides. That would have been, okay, so Abram was born in September of 2016. And so I think I took my first class. My very first class was the day that I went back to work from my maternity leave. Why not jump in to it all? (laughs) Yeah, you know, and that's honestly what I figured. So, I mean, it it was the type of thing where I'd been exposed to stroller strides, um, you know, years before, and so I knew it was out there. And so the whole time you're like, oh, I'll – I'll sign up next week. I'll probably try that next week. You know, uh, this week's kind of busy. I can't. I just had a baby. And and then, honestly, you know, when you talk about joining a group of women, you automatically assume you don't belong. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Before you've met anyone, before you've even spoken to anyone, you're sitting at home with your new baby going, they probably don't want any new members. They don't need somebody like me there they probably don't want someone like me there and so the only thing that got me to go even though I wanted to really bad was that I put in I think I just like put in an email address or something in like the website and you Mm -hmm. contacted me right away and said like welcome when are you coming and I was like 
oh, wow, I think they do want me to come. You know, and, like, you didn't know me. I didn't know you. But, like, right away that personal connection was, like, okay, maybe this is something that could be okay for me. And so that's exactly what I did. I thought, okay, you are never going to go if you don't go the second you start this new life, which is going back to work after having Abram. So that morning – I got us out of the house, and I remember I went out to the garage, and I got my jogging stroller, and the stupid tire was completely flat because I had (laughs) borrowed it from my sister-in-law, like, not knowing anything about strollers. And I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) So my wheel is flat, so I, like, had this other jank stroller in the garage, so I grabbed that thing. I did a lot of borrowing with the first kid. Um, So I brought this jank stroller, and I also had – I had panic washed my yoga mat, thinking that people were going to judge the cleanliness <laughs> yeah. of my yoga mat. So I had this soaking wet yoga mat that had not dried and this janky stroller because the wheel was flat on the other one. And I'm like, here goes nothing. <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. I don't remember your wet yoga mat or your janky stroller don't worry i just remember that you came on the first day back to work and i thought wow this girl is legit here she is um and so even with all of those like you know walking in with all those insecurities of can i make it through this class am i even fit enough to do this class it it's like i knew i knew i could be there the after the first class was over, I knew it was something for me. So I don't know if I ever told you that story, but like, no, I didn't hear all the barriers. But that's just how automatic it is that I think you make the connection to the women at um, Stroller Strides because they're just like you, you know, they're just regular old moms who just are looking for a connection and a way to get out of the house. And, And yeah, so I was hooked from day one. Yay. Yeah, we were always, one of my favorite things is, you know, like, from my end, when I am not, like, an outgoing, natural person. I mean, that's not true. Like a, (laughs) (laughs) from, like, a sales end type of thing, you know, I just assume if people want to come, they're going to want to come. But it's important, too, to make the, the introduction. And then I there's a joke that goes around, like, if the mom got out of the house, put on a darn bra, and <laughs> brought her kids to class, she wants to be there, invite her back, you know? Yes, <laughs> yes. And you're looking for that invitation to come back, and it kind of feels awkward from my end, but that's all it really takes, you know? Yeah, it's true. And it's weird because, yeah, I mean, in theory, we should be able to just stand up and say, like, yes, I would like to come to this class. But I think it's just a time after you have a baby, whether it's your first or your third, that you are, like you said, kind of figuring yourself out again. And so mm-hmm. you need someone to kind of, like, grab your hand and say, like, yeah, you you belong here. You know, you're, you're with us now. And that's yep. exactly what it was for me. And so, um, you know, as the weeks went on, I would see more and more new people come and they were all welcomed in the exact same way that I was. And it's just, it's, it's, it's been a village unlike anything I could have ever, you know, even hoped that it would be. Well, I am very happy to hear that because that's what, you know, we strive for. And I see that um, in the community, but it's also nice 
to hear that. And we want everyone to feel welcome, regardless of how um, newly postpartum they are, what their fitness level is, um, whether you have a jogging stroller or a janky stroller. It doesn't <laughs> matter, you know. Yeah. It doesn't, there's never going to be the perfect moment to just jump in. Because if mm-hmm. you, you keep waiting for that, it's never going to happen. No, it's never, ever going to happen. So, yeah, I mean, misconceptions are, you know, it's really for all fitness levels. Um, you always offer different modifications. And really, no one is even looking at each other. We're all looking at our kid or, we're, you know, just trying to keep keep up ourselves. And, yep. um, yeah, no one's wearing fancy workout clothes. That was another, like, fear that I had, that I wouldn't be wearing the right clothes because, of course, that's what we're thinking about is wearing the right stupid clothes to <laughs> well, mom's yeah. fitness class. When you're three months <laughs> postpartum, you're just working right. on wearing anything that fits and maybe doesn't have fit up on it. Right, right. And I remember being like, I don't, you know, my boobs are full of milk at the moment. I can't do any of these jumps. And you were like, yeah, none of us can. Like, <laughs> just keep it moving. And it was yep. like, oh. Okay. Well, yeah. Why wouldn't none of these women be in the same position as me? Duh. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so then, um, at some point, let's see. So I, yeah, Abram and I were going, and I guess the other thing is too that so you're you go there, you bring your kids. Um, they stay in the stroller the whole time, and. Throughout the class, we're interacting with them, and we're singing, and just kind of entertaining the kids while we're doing the workout. So it's mom and baby interactive. Right. That's exactly it. You know, a lot of times, another fear that people have is that their kid is not going to want to sit in a stroller. You know, maybe they have an older mm-hmm. kid, um, and they've just had, an, you know, a new baby, and they have an older one. They're like, well, my three-year-old is not going to sit in the stroller. Um, and that may be true for the first class. Um, they're going to whine and give you some pushback. But usually by the second or third class, they the kids kind of get it. They're like, oh, this is what I do now. And yeah. um, we do try to keep them entertained. And we sing to them while we're doing our bicep curls. One of my favorite ones is the wheels on the bus. And we do <laughs> uh, our motions with the wheels on the bus. We tickle them, we move them around, we run with or walk with the strollers to different stations. Um, And, yeah, we try to interact with them. Um, You know, there's been a lot of studies about um, kids' uh, hormone levels when they hear your voice um, and how much happier it makes them. So singing to them in class um, is important from that aspect as well as a cardiovascular aspect. It is darn oh, hard to yeah. do cardio and sing at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very, very true. Um, and then, shoot, we're going to skip this part out. No, that's okay. I forgot what I was going to say. Okay, yeah. so we're singing to the kids and um, interacting with them. And at any point, you know, you're allowed to step away and, like, throw a snack on a tray or, you know, if you want to get out of burpees, you can kind of, like, wander around your stroller and, <laughs> you know, busy yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a very, um, while it's a structured class, it's very um, much like do what you need to do, take care of what you need to take care of, and we'll be right back here when whenever you're ready. Right. That's exactly it. And, um you know, it is a it is a workout class. People think stroller strides, and so they, a lot of people just think you're going to go walk walking. Um, 
but we are all um, trained in our our formats that we do. We um, have for stroller strides, um, and then we also have our our bar class as well, um, which is our fit for mom take on a traditional bar class. And so we do the exact same thing in that class. We interact um, with the kids and sing to them and um, just, yeah, try to keep them them happy. And one of the main reasons, too, why I joined Fit for Mom back when I did is that I was staying home most of the time with my daughter. And so I needed something to fill that connection that I was losing um, from work. But also because my daughter was with me, I needed a way for her to have a social outlet as well. Yeah. So the community is not just for the moms. It becomes for the kids. Um, and it's just so evident in that now that we've moved um, to the virtual world. The kids are so excited when they see um, me up there teaching the class and they're on the TV. You know, they can <laughs> see themselves on the screen. Um, and then they see their friends, too, that they've missed so much um, now that they can't see them in, in person. But they really become good friends throughout the class. And as they get older, they get real bossy. And they're like, park me next to so-and-so. Park me next <laughs> yes. to so-and-so. Yes, that's true. <laughs> so it becomes their village as much as it's mom's village. Yeah, so is it, um, you know, it's cool that the kids get to see each other, you know, on the screens and everything, but it's got to be a bummer to know that we're going to be apart for, I mean, gosh, we don't even know how long. Everything is so up in the air right now. It is so up in the air. Um, and, yeah, so we've tried to to keep their connection. We have always had Friday play groups, and we've added an additional play group this week, Um and last week, and we will continue to go um, with that going forward as long as we need to. Just, um, again, to give mom something else to do with the kids and um, just to give the kids a little more interaction. I think I'm one of the outliers in the group that has school, um, mostly school-age kids. A lot of people are now at um, – their routine maybe hasn't changed all that much because their kids are with them all the time anyway. Right. Um but they were able to get out and do things like stroller strides or go to the park or go to, you know, the play place at Chick-fil-A or, or whatever it is that they normally right. do. Um, so now they're all in this same shared space all the time. And so we're just looking for ways to to help keep that up. We had a really cute one this week. One of our members um, has um, chickens. So she gave us a virtual tour of her chicken <laughs> coop and she introduced us to all six of her ladies and um, that was a fun one. So that was our extra play group this week. Um, and then Friday, we're going to do um, show and tell. So that'll be neat because they are in their homes, and so they can show us something they may not be able to bring to a normal play group. Ah, gotcha. So um, how how much would you say that Fit for Mom has grown since you first got involved with it? How much has it changed? Um, so when it, when I first got involved with it, we had classes three mornings a week, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, and then as I mentioned, I first added the body back program in a year and a half after, um, I started it. So that added, um, two evening classes. And then we also had one stroller strides evening class a week going as well. So at that time we had five classes. Um, and then the next thing that we added was the stroller bar class. 
Um, so that gave us five mornings a week. Um, we added that, boy, May. It was around the Mother's Day week, but I can't remember my years now. A couple years ago, <laughs> um, we added that. And then this past January, so a year ago, we added an additional body back uh, option as well. So we, on any yeah. given week, we have um, six morning classes going, so Monday through Saturday. And then we have Monday through Thursday evening classes. And in addition to that, every year um, since 2015, I've run a seasonal 5K training group, which we just started last week. Um, so that's always nice. I, I do it in the spring now. It's a jump start to getting back into running um, for myself, yeah. but it's also a nice um, one for people that have never been running before. We, we get a lot of people that it's their first time that they are doing a 5K. Um, and so I gear that more towards new runners to intermediate runners, I would say. Okay. So when you think back to yourself as the brand new owner of the franchise in the Quad Cities and you just, um, you know, were trying to move on after having miscarriages, when you look back on yourself in those days and you see yourself now, like, I don't know, what, com what comes to mind um, seeing how much the business has grown and how much you've grown? Well, I feel really proud of the community that I've created. Um, in the Quad Cities and um, or that I continued. I, I wasn't even the one that, that brought it here. Um, I do feel like I have grown it significantly, but yeah. if it wasn't here in the first place, I probably would have not known about it. Um, so I was, I'm very thankful that it was already here and that I had the opportunity to take it over, um, that I had a, have a supportive spouse who kind of just said, yeah, go for it without yeah. batting too much of an eye. <laughs> Um, and it, for me, it's really something that I can, can say is mine um, and that I can look at it and I, I do. I, it's something tangible that I can see like, okay, we've grown by X, Y, Z this year, um, but also just, um, you know, how many women we've connected. Um, and I see that, you know, through social media and just out in the community and, and how wonderful it is when people get together and they have their own play groups outside of of what we curate um, within our, yeah. our community. Um, and I also have a wonderful team. I can't say that I do this all by myself. We, I have um, six instructors that help me out throughout the week. Some of them have designated classes. Some of them are just, um, not just, but some of them are substitutes and step in when they need to. Um, and yeah, I I feel like I've gained a lot of knowledge as well. Um, you know, when I went into it, I thought, yeah, this is going to be fun. I'm going to teach fitness classes. Um, you know, it's so much more than that. Mm -hmm. um, from the behind the scenes, you learn marketing, you learn PR, you learn social media, um, all that kind of stuff that you don't really think about, um, accounting, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I'm terrible at that, which is why I laugh. It's my, <laughs> my least favorite part of it. But um, and then, yeah, how how to sort of manage a, a team of people as well. Um, 
So there are definitely a lot of skills that I can take from this um, uh, other than being just a fitness instructor. Yeah. I mean, for me, for me, um, Fit for Mom, the village part of it is has just been the biggest, biggest part of it. And I think I knew that after having Abram that it was a very comfortable place and that I was, you know, meeting some other really great women. But I don't think I truly understood the impact of it until after I had Everett and, like, everything mm-hmm. went downhill, which I've talked a lot about on this podcast, so I won't, like, go into the whole thing of it. But when, um, you know, after having Everett and after figuring out that I was dealing with postpartum and speaking out about it, the very first people to respond were my Fit for Mom village. And clearly, you know, I had made some friends in there. So, you know, they're reaching out to me because we're friends at this point. But even women who I'd only maybe talked to once or twice in class are reaching out to me, telling me, you know, similar stories about what they had gone through or just reaching out and saying, hi, I hear you, I see you. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know what I would have done had those women not been in my life, you know, and the only way that I met them is because of fit for mom. And it's like, you don't even realize how much you needed it until all of a sudden it's like, they're, they're right there. They're right there. And you're like, wow, that was, yeah, that was huge. And I think that's one of the most incredible parts of motherhood for me is just in general, the community of it. And I think it's something, especially as, um, you know, my kids are growing up a little bit, that I think the men are truly missing out on big time. Don't you agree? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we have this common connection because of our children and we are um, in this same stage of of life and, you know, we're... Mm -hmm we're pregnant, we're newly postpartum, and we go through all these stages. And for the men, it just sort of stays the same on the outside looking in, right? Like they don't have the physical changes that that we go through. And um, so, yeah, I I don't know where they they go to create the village other than people that they might have already been hanging out with. Um, but as your stages of life change as well, maybe so does your um, your common group of friends. Um, potentially, you know, like they always say, you become friends with the parents of kids, the parents of your kids' friends, right? Like because right. they're always hanging out together and sort of sort of things like that. So, um, you know, women, we do have different outlets for community. Um, but yeah, that is very true. The men um, aren't necessarily able to make those same connections um, in the mm-hmm. same way. Um, but in that, I wonder, though, if um, does that ever get kind of heavy for you? Because at the end of the day, there's this huge group of women who, like on any given day, might be having a great day or might be having a crummy day. Um I don't know. That's got to be daunting in some respects that that everyone's there for I don't know, to connect and like do you do you find yourself like taking a lot of that on or um you know, I do so I take a lot of things very personally. Um that's just my nature whether I yeah. need to or not. 
Um, that's just sort of my personality. Um, but then I have the, the reminder that, um, you know, when someone shows up for class that day, you have no idea what, and you kind of touched on this, what they had to do to get out of the house and get there that morning. Yeah. You know, my kids are older and it's generally pretty easy, I guess, to get out of the house, although I'm dropping a kid off at school, getting one for breakfast, you know, like now I've got the whole school routine in the morning and get one out the door before I even can get myself to class as well. So there are a bunch of things that go on, but my seven-year-old is somewhat self-sufficient now. So, <laughs> um, but you don't know what, what that person or that mom has gone through to get to class in the morning and you um, don't know how much she slept the night before. Yeah. Um, and so while I am there to provide the best possible workout and experience for them that day, it is ultimately just that. Um, it's, it's for me to provide the platform and they can take away, um, how much they need from it that yeah. day. And yeah. it may be different every day. And, you know, as instructors, sometimes we, we talk, we say, you know, they're just talking through the whole class and they aren't even doing what we're saying. <laughs> 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 uh, but then I, we just have to reel it back in and re, and we have to remind ourselves that, but that's maybe what they need that day. Yeah. You know, maybe they don't need the highest workout. They just need someone to talk to. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's just a reminder that everyone has a different reason for showing up. Um, right. And we we provide the, the platform and every mom will take from it what they need and maybe what they can give that day. Mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. So what um, – Let's let's dive back into just like you as a person and less as you as a business owner. So you said you have a yeah. second grader and a preschooler. And yep. overall, like, how do you think they're handling this quarantine situation? How much have you like even told them about what the heck is going on? So I feel like they know a lot about what is going on. Okay. Uh, starting even back, you know, when it like, you know, even before it became big, maybe the 13th, 14th, 15th of, of this month, um, we were deciding whether or not to take our trip to Florida. So we were having a lot of discussions about that. Um, and then my husband is a physician. And so there's a lot of medical talk going around just in general um, in our house and how that's going to affect our lives and what's that going to lo look like when he comes home from work now, you know, um, mm -hmm. So they're, I, I feel like they, they're pretty well informed about what's going on, um, for better or worse, I guess, but that's just our life. And, um, you know, my daughter is very social. She loves school. She loves her friends. Um, she loves her teacher and she wrote, a, she likes to write us notes. Um, like when she goes to bed, she'll write us a note and I'll find it on our bed when we go to bed. <laughs> and one the other night was, the CV is ruining everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Get that girl a T-shirt that says that. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't see any of my friends and it's taken away all of the cool play places. Yeah. <laughs> like that, that, that was her summary of it. <laughs> 
Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> So let me go back to something you just said. So um, so since your husband works in medicine, how has that changed, like, home life? Does he have to take extra precautions when he comes home, or what, well, um, what's so, going on? Uh, I'm going to be honest here. So he's actually been on vacation because we were supposed to be on vacation. Oh, um, okay. And so he has not gone back in yet during all of this. Um, but they are, are definitely working on um, – on what that's going to look like, and we've sort of discussed, you know, having a, a place in the garage or outside to sort of just throw everything that he is wearing in, in a, a bin, and then I'm like going to yeah. hand him soap and hand sanitizer before he even walks in the house, and and um, heading straight to the basement uh, bathroom where he can clean up there before. Um, we even touch him or talk to him, you know? Yeah. So while we haven't had to do anything of it, it's, it's very real in our house about how we're going to deal with it and what will happen. Um, you know, probably not if, but when he gets it or is exposed to it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, you're probably just glad that he's home then. Yeah. I don't want him to have to go back. No, no, but it has been interesting with then all four of us are now in the house. (laughs) but it's been nice Um, to have an extra helping hand and to help get the kids out and we even though we didn't go on our spring break trip we tried to do some things outside um one thing that was was really fun that i had never done before we took the kids to wildcat den um oh yeah which is a, a nice area to sort of utilize here in the quad cities you know it's not too far of a drive and the kids really enjoyed it. Um, and we went on a Tuesday and so there was a few people around, but it, it definitely wasn't packed. You could still keep your six feet. Okay. Okay. So you, um, you have been trying to get some of the learning aspect in. I mean, the one thing I'm glad about, so first of all, my, um, you know, my kids still go to daycare. Our daycare is still open, which is great since my husband's still working. I'm working from home. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm glad they don't have to come home and expect me to teach them something. I mean, (laughs) like trying to trying to keep their heads on straight in terms of the learning and not get too far out of the routine. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's going to be such a big challenge right now. Yeah. um, And I think our school is going to provide some resources today um, for us. Uh, we haven't heard a whole lot. Again, you know, everyone was supposed to be on spring break last week, so mm-hmm. it's not like I expected anything until this week. Um, so I've just been kind of doing our, our own thing um, for for what I think that they need work on. My four-year-old, uh, well, he's five now, excuse me, um, you know, more letter stuff and a lot of fine motor things, like just tracing. I've been having him do a lot of cutting practice. Um, and then my daughter working on regrouping numbers for subtraction. <laughs> so, um, well. I know we were working on that today, <laughs> but really, um, my daughter loves to read. So I just ordered some new books for her. Um, and just trying to keep things fun and, and, um, Still, still within the learning environment, mm-hmm. um, and they are, you know, of course, watching more screens than they would typically get. Um, 
then again, my kids like to watch wild crafts, and I feel I feel pretty good about that because I feel like it's got some sort of an educational component to sure. it. So, you know, they're they're pretty good about watching things that are are educational at the same time. That's not to say we're not doing um, Disney Plus and and uh, that that kind of thing. But hey, look, um, you don't have to justify yourself to me. <laughs> <laughs> From from my aspect, I am used to working from home with kids around. I've done yeah. that the whole time. Um, I do have some help that comes in during the week. I have a, a really awesome sitter um, that allows me to have some office hours and uh, that sort of thing. But um, I'm used to having them work around, and it's not that um, – you know, I can hop on and off the computer and, and help them. And again, they are older. I'm really feeling feeling it for the parents that are working at home and have, you know, a young baby and a three-year-old around. I mean, that cannot be easy. Oh, and, yeah. And shout out to, to everyone that's doing that <laughs> and anyone right now. Solidarity. Yeah. Do you have any work from home tips? I mean, so this is my third day working from home. And... um so it's weird because technically I'm supposed to be working like nine to five or like nine to six, let's say, uh-huh. but uh-huh. I don't take my kids to daycare until like 10. So then when I get home, then I'm like, okay, like, I guess I should have coffee. All right. Like mornings are a real slow, slow start. And uh-huh. then my day just kind of takes off once they get, once um, I get home and, you know, start doing my stuff on the computer. And then the second I take my microphone off at 530, it's like dinner time and I'm still getting emails and there's debriefs that need to happen in the evening. And all of a sudden it's eight o'clock and I realize I have barely even looked at my husband and I'm like, this is wild. Like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah. Well, and for you, you have always had, you know, a slightly different schedule um, to yeah. working in the evenings. Um, but I don't really have a lot of tips except for don't feel like you have to do it all. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a designated work time, try to just use that time to work. Don't go put in a load of laundry now that you're home and you think, oh, I should be doing laundry. Ooh, and let me do this and let me do this. You know, try to compartmentalize the tasks that you're doing. Um, Set a a timer. I, I, this is an actual technique. I can't remember who started it, but, you know, set your watch for 20 minutes and say, I am going to do this task and nothing else for 20 minutes. And I often use Ooh. that on a task that I don't like to do, right? Um, yeah. For something that I have a hard time getting started in. So just set it for 20 minutes Um and then at the end, you take a little break and, and maybe go throw that laundry in, just take a, a brain break and then get back into it. Yeah, that seems like it would be smart because I do. If I go downstairs to, like, get a glass of water, for example, then I wipe the counter and, oh, there's a toy over there that needs picked up. And so I never feel like I'm focusing on one thing in particular. So that's a good tip. Yeah, and and I don't know that that goes away because I feel – that way all the time working from home I you know I'm like have a that joke that got all the tabs open on your browser right like that's Mm -hmm. how my mind is all the time Um, (laughs) and being a work from home person I also have to tell myself 
you know, I don't have to answer that email right now. And sometimes I even feel like I almost have to put out a memo to my members like, hey, I'm going to be, you know, on vacation this week, so I may not answer your emails right away. I will still answer them. But I almost, I put that pressure on myself to do things instantaneously as much as mm-hmm. I, I can, no matter what time of day it is. Um, so I just think drawing some some boundaries. Like, I'm just going to shut my work email off at six o'clock because I can do that or whatever that time works is for you and and your job and say, I'll pick it up again in the morning. Or even just, we work a lot of what we call fringe hours. So after the kids go to bed and before the kids wake up in the morning. Um, Okay. So, you know, maybe it's shutting things off at six until they go to bed and you can pick them back up at nine for just a short time, but then you need your own time to unwind as well. Yeah, what do you do with your own time? What's kind of keeping you sane right now? Um, well, right now I am doing a puzzle. Oh, <laughs> so I haven't done a puzzle in a long time, but I was looking for – I like to play games, and so I was looking um, in my game chest that um, could maybe be something that my, my daughter could play that's a little bit um, – above some of the kids games so I got out phase 10 which is an old favorite of mine and we started to play that but I noticed this 1,000 piece doors puzzle and I'm like where did that come from and it was unopened (laughs) so I'm assuming that somebody gave it to me at some point in the last eight years (laughs) you know puzzles when you have little kid hands around are not happening it's a thousand piece puzzle, but I've only got 900 of them because a hundred of them walked off. Right. Um, so I, I've started to do that. Um, I will say there, that puzzles are very underrated. Like I really think that they should be a more popular thing because they're really relaxing. <laughs> they are. And they also suck up your time. Like you get into it and next thing you know, it's 20 minutes later. Um, the other thing that's kind of keeping me sane, and thankfully this coincides with our running group, is um, trying to get back outside and run. Yeah. Um, you know, I've always been a bit of a fair weather runner unless I have <laughs> a, a training going on or something like that. And last week I ran in the rain just to get out of the house <laughs> oh, <wow>. by myself. Desperate times here. Desperate times. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I'm, and fitness has always been a big important part of my life um, through yeah, sports in college and um, in high school. And so I'm trying, even though I may not be able to get out and, and get to a gym or get a fit, fit for mom class, I'm doing it in my basement with you guys and trying to follow my, my program along for 5k and um so just trying to keep that routine and maybe shower every day. <laughs> yeah, you know, if you can. <laughs> right, right. So I mean, no one's going to see your... me. <laughs> going on with your athletic background, so you, um, you're you a tennis player, and that's actually where you met your husband is on the tennis court. Isn't that right? <laughs> that is true, yes. Uh, you've done your investigative work. <laughs> well, it's a pretty good story. I feel like it's a pretty good story. Um, yeah, we actually met um, over at the tennis club in Moline. I was uh, playing there, and 
I had met one of his friends or had played with one of his friends and um he asked if I wanted to play with his buddy and I said sure and then he said and you're single right and I was like yeah so it was kind of a blind our first blind date was on the tennis court so um, that was about uh, 13 years ago well and there's um the interesting part about you guys is there's a, a decent little age difference between the two of you too wasn't that kind of like something that made you nervous from the start Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, my response to if you're single right, right was, yeah, but you guys are old. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, it was, well, obviously went over well still. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, after a little bit of time, I kind of just got over that, I guess. And, and you, uh, he's young at heart and stays active and, uh, you know, we had some of the same life had had the same life goals at, at the time and so it didn't really matter then. Okay, so what is the first thing that you're gonna do when this quarantine is lifted? Oh boy. I know um, it's not technically a quarantine, but whatever, so don't you know. Right. When when it's safe to see people again. <laughs> right. Um, well, honestly, it'll probably be, uh fit for mom related. Uh, probably schedule a mom's <laughs> night out. A much-needed mom's night out. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I live a fairly boring life. (laughs) It's not going and doing a bunch of stuff. So it's either fit for mom-related or going to play tennis. So, so yeah, going to the gym. Um, I don't know. Actually, I have not minded being in the house so much. Really? Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty surprised about that because I've been go, 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 go. But I've actually, it's sort of been a nice reason to give myself permission to do those things that I often say I'm too busy to do. Oh, yeah. Um, I also like to scrapbook. I'm, I'm a paper crafter, so I've used this time to get caught up on my last year's um, scrapbooking pages because that's sort of something that I have to make time to do. Um, so I think find a hobby that you enjoy and yeah. and try try to work on that um, during this time and and use it as a time to to do some things with your kids. Um, obviously we're we are because we're with them, but um, <laughs> you know I'm I'm trying to say yes more about what they want to do. Yeah. Um, you know one thing I've noticed is that my son seems to be crying a little bit more. And I, I think that that's just his way of expressing his emotions. You know, he may not know that the CV has ruined everything. Um, yeah. But he's probably still feeling it. And um, he's out of his norm and out of his routine. And so when he asks to snuggle, I'm going to drop everything and say, yeah, let's snuggle, you know? Yeah. You know what's weird is I thought about that this morning because um, – Abram's been having accidents out of nowhere, and hmm. um, and I kind of thought this morning because I got a little angry at him this morning because like, come on, kid, right, <laughs> right. You've been you know how to do this over a year exactly. And then I thought like, you know what? He doesn't know what the heck is different, but he's got to know that everything's different. Yeah. You know, I wonder if there's just even just a vibe in the world. You know, at daycare, things probably are a little different. And so, yeah, I mean, if, if Samuel's, like, crying a little bit, and, yeah, I think Abe might just be kind of 
you know, just just confused and not even really know why. So I tried to, like, take my response down and remember that, like, just because you understand things are different, like, he yeah. definitely does not, you know. Right. And they don't have a way to necessarily express it because they, like you said, yeah, they're not sure what's going on and, and what's different. They just know or are sensing that maybe – you're, you know, for us, tensions are a little bit higher sometimes. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, there's a bit of anxiety and and in, in the unknown, and and yeah, all of a sudden they're they're out of the routine, and no, we can't go here, and no, we can't go there. And I asked Samuel, you know, what he missed most, and he said, going to the store. Oh. <laughs> oh, is that all? <laughs> I did ask my oh uh, kids to make me a list of things that they thought would be helpful um, during this time. And, you know, some of them were real big, like an iPad, which are obviously <laughs> not going to happen. That would big really kids. help mom, you know, uh-huh. if you could come through with that. That'd be great. Right, right. My own <laughs> iPad, not just yours that I can use. Got you a plump for trying. Right. So I did get some um, on their list were books, some more Lego kits, colored pencils. Um, So I did, you know, stack up on some things that I'm slowly handing out throughout our quarantine to to keep them busy and try to try to bring some adventure in there and um, let them. They like to do art projects and Lego projects and and be creative um, that way, both of them. So. Yeah. We do need a few more Legos in the house, right? <laughs> Always. Always. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. we're still in the mega block stage. Uh, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> well, Samuel got this big, I mean, it, it seemed big when I bought it, but there really are not that many Legos in it for uh, for Christmas he got. I, I don't know how many was there, like 750 Legos. I'm like, that's a lot. But after they build a couple of houses then then that's about it so i'm like okay, right we, we really are we're gonna just get some more general general legos that you guys can build anything with and i saw this lego challenge have you seen that floating around um no no so it's third a 30-day lego challenge and it's like oh draw your favorite or make your favorite roller coaster you've just won the lottery build the best house you can build uh and there, there are different challenges that they oh, can build with Legos every day. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, for some Lego. But I like, kids. I like the list thing that you talk about because something that I, um, I need to remember, especially as Abram gets older, is the concept of like how kids have no control over anything, and that's why they, you know, can sometimes act out sometimes because nothing is their decision. Everything is decided for them. And so little things I feel like the list are their way, are, you know, a way to offer them some control or some say into the household decision-making. And I think that's really beneficial for them and something I always forget to to incorporate is, like, you're a little person around here and you matter too, Right. How can and, make you, you know, feel Yeah, included. and I have been asking my kids um, as we sit down for breakfast, what is one thing that you would like to do today? Um, and my yeah. daughter will sometimes say, go go visit the horses that we live nearby. Um, or and my son just says, watch TV. 
okay, yes, but what else? And and so we try to do as long as we can that one one thing. So exactly, they don't have any control. We're the one telling them everything. Um, So to give them some choice, which is why, isn't that a parenting tool that they tell you to use? Like, ask them, do you want to take a bath or this first you know but both of them are are wins for you <laughs> but exactly feel like exactly. they have choices so. all right chelsea i kept you an hour so uh-huh. um i'm gonna wrap up this podcast unless there's something else that you want to talk about i don't think so let's see um we did just touch about how we are doing virtual classes mm-hmm. um so yeah, we still have our full full class schedule running, um, and then like we've added that additional play group. We've added a wind down Wednesday um, every Wednesday night, so we can just take that time to connect. Um, yeah, what time is that tonight? That's at nine p.m. Oh dang, great time. Okay. Yeah, um, and so if anyone is looking for a village, um, we have our take on ours virtually. Um, so we are still um, still taking new new mamas. So if you're interested in that, um, you know you can you can Google us Fit for Mom Quad Cities. It's the number four, and we would love to have you um, come join us. Come come yeah. find your fit with us. Um, even if you can't join us in the physical world, once this all ends, if you if you need a way to just connect and um, get a workout in that's okay. You know, um, there may be more people staying at home now that, that are looking for something to do for themselves and for their kids. Yep. Okay. So Google fit for mom quad cities, find you guys on Facebook, you're on Instagram as well. So definitely reach out. I can't speak highly enough about the fit for mom community, the classes, and just the, the connection that it gave me during a really, really difficult time. So Thank you for everything you do to keep it going. Yeah, thank you. I'm just so happy that you you found us and you're part of our Mama Village. All right, Chelsea, thank you so much. Best of luck through the rest of your quarantining. And, um, yeah, go work on that puzzle. (laughs) Sounds good. (laughs) I got about 900 pieces left. (laughs) All right, thanks so much. Have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye. Bye. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network.